our scripture reading for this afternoon that you can find in First Thessalonians chapter five. Instead of reading from sixteen to twenty-three, we will read from twelve to the end, chapter five. Here is the word of our God, and we. Beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not. Prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body, be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that his this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Thus far. Dear church family. This morning we have meditate on the book of Malachi. We saw that their insincere worship was caused by their wrong thinking, wrong view about God. And also, when we see the first five verses, the wrong thinking about God will cause them, will cause people to murmur. To complain about God, to question God with ungratefulness and ingratitude. When God said to them, "I have loved you," they answered with such ingratitude that, "Where is your love?" And when God rebuked them, they also answered with such ungrateful heart. Indeed, ingratitude is always a sign of unbelief. But true faith in Jesus Christ helps us to know that God is at work for the good of true believers in every circumstance, even though many of them may seem to be unfavorable. Faith enables us to give thanks. To the Lord, even through tears. 
And now we are in the month of February, and I still consider it as the beginning of 2024. So looking back to 2023, you might have many things that you are suffer, suffer, you have experienced some joyful time and tearful time in the past year. And now you still have 11 months to go for the 2024. Maybe there are many challenges, unpredictable things coming to you. And at this moment, each of us should think about what to do, what we should do as a Christian. What is God's will for each of us today as a child of God? From our text today in Thessalonians 5, verse 18, Paul exhausts every true Christian instead of complaining and murmuring and questioning God ungratefully. We should always give thanks to the Lord in everything, in every place, and in every circumstance. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God delights in His people, giving thanks to Him. One Puritan says so, For as the Lord loves a cheerful giver, so likewise a cheerful thanksgiver. Our theme today is give thanks in the year of 2024. We will address this in two points. First, to what extent? The first half of the verse, in everything, give thanks. And second, why? That's the second half of the verse. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So first, to what extent? Second, why? So Paul writes this letter to the Christians in the city of Thessalonica. He compliments their faith, love, and hope in Jesus Christ. And they still hold to the true gospel. And they remember Paul with deep affection. However, they were experiencing the great afflictions. From chapter 1, verse 6 to, and 2, verse 14, we can know that those Christians had been suffering under many persecutions. In order to encourage them, Paul wrote this letter so that by God's grace, they might endure suffering with great joy. The last chapter is Paul's final exhortation to them. And here in verse, verses 16 and to 17, Paul exhausts them to rejoice evermore and pray without ceasing and ultimately to give thanks in everything. Joy, prayer, and thankfulness are three things that are to be part of our daily life. They are inseparable. You cannot be joyful without thankfulness, and you cannot pray to God without giving thanks. 
to him. But the question now is, what is what is thanksgiving? So the Puritan Thomas Goodwin gave us a very good explanation, saying it is a free rendering to God the glory of his goodness, principally to the end we may glorify and testify our love to him. Indeed, dear church family, for a true thinking, for a true thinking, there must be a true thinking. For a true thanksgiving, there must be a true knowledge of our God. Without the true knowledge of God, you cannot be truly thankful to Him. Without knowing that He is good and He is merciful, you cannot render Him a true thanksgiving. So it's very important. A true thanksgiving must come from a true knowledge of God. Knowing that His goodness and mercy and that everything is under His control for the good of His people. However, you may have a question. To what extent shall we give thanks? Paul says here that we are to give thanks in everything. Not only are we to give thanks to the things we like, but we should give thanks to the bad situation as well. In everything, in every situation that we encounter. Before I explain the meaning of everything, I want to first address two points that this verse does not mean. So first, in this statement, Paul does not say that you should give thanks for everything. When you hear some Christian were killed in another country, you, are, you do not give thanks for this thing. This thing is happening. When a, a family or a church family pass away, we, or you, there's a, a friend of you died in a very young age, you do not give thanks for this occasion. This is similar when Paul says rejoice evermore. He does not mean that you should be emotionally happy when you know someone is sick or you are under great persecution. No, we will be sorrowful and sad. And yet we can be still joyful because we know that we have Christ. We are joyful in the sense that we are content in the current situation because we are in Christ and we trust His goodness. We trust His loving kindness. A biblical joy is not emotional happiness. Likewise, a biblical thankfulness is not giving thanks for all circumstances. One commentator says, It is neither reasonable nor biblical piety to imagine that God wishes His children to be thankful for all things that befall them, good or ill. Second, 
giving thanks to the Lord in everything does not mean that I give thanks to the good things and ignore all bad things. The prosperity gospel would teach people such thing, saying that you just need to focus on the good things and those positive things and ignore all the negative things. But it is unbiblical and unnatural because we, we are human beings. We have emotions, sometimes happy and sometimes sad. The, the, the author of the psalmist many times lament many things. And even our Lord Jesus Christ did sorrow and mourn over his sufferings and wept over people's misery. So denying pain is unrealistic and unbiblical. So what is a true thanksgiving? Paul uses this preposition here, in, to express it. In everything. One minister says, whatever circumstances we are in, we are to find cause for thanksgiving. This still allows us to lament sin and suffer. But it also requires us to find reasons for thanking God at the same time, or at least eventually. A true Christian should give thanks in every situation. You should give thanks to the Lord when everything goes well for you, maybe you think that that is easy. But actually, even though when we are in a favorable situation, we are prone not to give thanks to the Lord, giving credit to ourselves. When we are pros- prospered by God's grace, we we are often boastful. Maybe some sometimes you will say to yourself. See how good I am. I can do this successfully. Dearly beloved, even in your favorable situation, give thanks to the Lord because it is God who provides for you. It is God who bless you through His Son, Jesus Christ. As sinners, we deserve nothing. We deserve nothing. And we cannot do anything good. But because of our Lord Jesus Christ, God bless His people and prosper their ways. However, not only we are to give thanks when things go well, but also when things are not favorable to us. Even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Dear church family, you might think it is impossible. How can I give thanks when I have to suffer so much? It is too idealistic, not realistic. Indeed, by nature, it's impossible. By nature, we cannot do it. But God delights to demand the impossible from us 
in order to drive us to Christ. For it is only in Him the true thanksgiving can be had. God always used these situations that seems to be impossible so that drive us to our Lord Jesus Christ. By faith in Christ, we believe that God uses these afflictions or bad things for your good. Dear believers, we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Think about Joseph. Children, you might know the the story of Joseph. He was sold by his brothers, but by faith, he gave thanks to the Lord. Because that Lord meant it for his good. Think about Job. When he heard that his sons and daughters died, he shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped, saying, By faith, naked came I out of my mouth, my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed. Be the name of the Lord. Think about David. When he was chastened by Saul, he gave thanks to the Lord in Psalm 57, saying, I will praise thee, O Lord. Among the people, I will sing unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth. Onto the clouds. Dearly beloved, how amazing these witness are. By faith, we know that our Lord, our God is for us. It's not against us. In this situation, we should give thanks to Him because we know that God is for us. By faith, we know all these situations, all tribulations cannot separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ. By faith, we know that in all these situations, Romans 8 says, we are more than conquerors. We're not only conquerors, but we are more than conquerors in all kinds of afflictions. In the beginning of 2024, in February, maybe for the past months, you have suffered so much. Maybe you have gone through a long treatment, but still struggling. Maybe you have, maybe your spouse is still weak in body. Maybe you lost your beloved ones. Maybe you were betrayed by your good friends. Maybe you were mocked by other people because of sharing the gospel. But in all these situation dear believers you are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ you are not losing but rather gaining because God aims for your good 
in all these situations. He draws you near to Him, nearer to Christ. In these situations, you can experience God vividly. You can know Him better and better. You can taste the sweetness to be to be with Christ. You can foretaste the sweetness of being with Christ. In these situations, they teach you what is sin, what that reminds you that you are just strangers in this world, in a world full of sins. Many times, this affliction might might not caused by your sin, may be caused by others or because of the pollution of this world. But those afflictions will remind you that you are not the citizen in this world, but you are the citizen of the upcoming heaven. You are the citizen of that better country, Hebrews says. And also in these situations, you can bear the fruits of righteousness because usually God uses affliction to refine His people, to teach His people so that we can walk in Him. And finally, in these situations, you are more than conquerors because you can comfort others who are suffering. That's in Second Corinthians 1.4. Who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Therefore, dear believers, when we live in this world, many afflictions around us, many persecution, sufferings around us make you grieved, make you weak, make you painful. But our Lord is good. Our Lord is good. You are more than conquered through our Lord Jesus Christ. When you meditate on these benefits, on the afflictions, you will find causes to give thanks to the Lord in all situations. It is hard. It is hard when you encounter all kinds of difficulties. But pray to Him, dear believers. Trust in His promises. Pray to Him, help you to meditate on this glorious, the beautiful Lord. Pray to Him to help you, to help you to give thanks in these afflictions. Oh, dearly beloved, give thanks in everything, in every situation, no matter whether you are happy or sorrowful, healthy or sick, prosperous or poor. Give thanks. And you must also know that thanksgiving to the Lord, giving thanks to the Lord is not optional for believers. 
It is what you must do. The verb Paul uses here is imperative, which means it is a command. It is a command for Christians. Paul does not say that you just give thanks in everything when you feel like to do. No. It is God's command for every Christian. By His grace, you should give thanks to Him in everything. Then you might ask another question. Why we must give thanks in everything? Let's see this in our second point. Why? So Paul answered this question explicitly in the latter part of this verse. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. In other words, giving thanks to Him is His revealed will, and it is well-pleasing in His sight. If it is God's will, dear believers, then you should endeavor to do so. And moreover, because it is God's will for His people so that He will enable you to do so by the work of the Holy Spirit. It is beautiful. It is His will to you so He will enable you, He will empower you to do so. He accomplished His own purpose. He accomplished his own purpose through our intelligent consent. Andrew Murray comments this way, Every believer is a co-worker of God. That means not that he does part and we do not, we do part, but that he does all in us and we do all through him. It means that he walks in us to will and to do and that we, through faith in His working, in the power that worketh in us, work out His will. Therefore, our Lord enable His people to give thanks in everything because He wills it. And furthermore, as the text says, this will is in His Son, Jesus Christ. All that God is and does to us, He is doth through His Son, Jesus Christ. The Father does nothing in us but through His Son. The Son does nothing but as the Father does it, through Him. Therefore, the experience of God's work in you can be only found in your union with Jesus Christ. Only when you are in Christ, God can enable you to do so. By nature, we know it. By nature, our will is to give thanks to ourselves. But God's will conquers our will. And His will for us is give thanks to Him in everything. By faith we cry out, Thy will be done. By His grace, you are made willing to do His will. How beautiful this is. 
a minister speaks so beautifully, saying, "What God commands and wills, He grants." Your thanksgiving is in His hands, for He's commanding, willing, and granting all lie tucked away from satanic grasp in the interceding Christ. What God commands and wills, He grants. How beautiful it is, dearly beloved. Do you believe in Him? Do you believe? In your Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord is not a harsh master. He never commands joy without giving abundant cause for it. He is your Lord, your heavenly Father. He is your merciful Father, who gives you all things. When we when we meditate on Malachi, we knew that. God is doing so graciously and mercifully to those Israelites, and also He is doing for us as God's children. He is not a hard master. He is your Lord that grants you thanksgiving, even in your deepest sorrow. Give thanks to the Lord in everything, for this is. The will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, concerning each of you, if you are a true believer in Christ. And now I want to give some applications for each of you that will help us to give thanks to the Lord, as we are now in twenty twenty four. So first, as I mentioned in the first point, we should always meditate on the beauty of His attributes, especially on His providence, knowing that all things are controlled by our Father for our spiritual good. If you have your psalter, you can turn to Belcher Confession, Article Thirteen. I will read a very beautiful, one of my favorite statement from Belcher Confession, Article Thirteen. It says so beautifully. Nothing can befall us by chance, but by the direction of our most gracious and heavenly Father, who watches over us with a paternal care, keeping all creatures so under His power that not a hair of our head, for they are all numbered. Nor a sparrow can fall to the ground without the will of our Father, in whom we do entirely trust, being persuaded that He so restrains the devil and all our enemies that without His will and permission they cannot hurt us. Everything is 
directed. It's directed by our gracious heavenly Father, who provided for us, who takes care of us. Therefore, dear believers, always meditate on His. Loving kindness on His providence, on His attributes, that He is your gracious and heavenly Father. He does all things by His will for your good, even in your sickness, even in your very painful time. He is your heavenly Father. He uses it for your well-beings, so that you can be like His Son Jesus Christ more and more, and it will promotes you to give thanks to Him. Second, meditate on the salvation you have obtained through your Lord Jesus Christ. Children. When your friends give you something to eat, you will say thank you to them to show your gratitude. And when your parents help you to do something that you can, you are not able to do, you will say to them thank you so much for your help to show your gratitude because they help you so greatly. And imagine that if you are drowning, if you are drowning in a lake, and about to die, and suddenly a man jump into the lake and rescue you from dying, but he died and you live. What would you think? What would you do? I believe you would be. Unspeakable, like grateful and thankful for the rest of your life, because that man saved you, saved you. He sacrificed his life to save you from drowning. Likewise, dear church family, our thankfulness, our thanksgiving, is rooted in the work of Jesus Christ. It's rooted. In Him, who gave His life for sinners willingly and sacrificially, who gave life for sinners, who those needy sinners who come to Him and believe in Him through His death on the cross, through His death on the cross, you are saved. He is rich; we are poor, but because of. He came down. You become rich spiritually through His poverty. What a great, what a great Savior we have! He died for His people willingly and cheerfully. And dear church family, if we can grasp this, if we can many times meditate on the work of our Lord Jesus Christ and His person. Then, how come we do not give thanks to Him? Our life belongs to Him. This is expressed in Lord's Day One of Heidelberg Catechism that I, with body and soul, 
both in life and death, am not my own, but belongs to our, my Savior, our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. When you know, when you, remind, when you were reminded repeatedly that your Lord has delivered you from eternal death, then you will give thanks to Him in every situation, in everything. And third, meditate on His mercies upon you. Count the blessings that God has given to you so far. So Puritan George Swinnock helps us in exercise, saying, Meditate upon His mercies to you from birth. Look at the dangers you have been delivered from, the journeys you have been protected in, the seasonable help He has sent you, the suitable support He has afforded you in distress, the counsel He has given you in doubts, and the comforts He has provided you in sorrow and darkness. Meditate on these things, on His mercies upon you in the past. The psalmist also teaches us in Psalm 77, when he was in trouble, his sword ran in the night and ceased not. His soul refused to be comforted when he remembered God and was troubled. He complained and his spirit was overwhelmed. But he meditated on God's mercies and received comfort. Say in verses 11 to 12, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of, of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Dearly beloved, meditate on all things that he has done for you so graciously. Meditate on all his wondrous work and mercies upon you. Look back to your life, or 2023, 2021. Maybe these years are tough years, but when you think how graciously your Lord has sustained you, how graciously He has upheld you, how many blessings He has given to you, how many times you have conquered your indwelling sins, It will give you cause to give thanks. You will be strengthened. You will be strengthened when you meditate on all these mercies that He has given to you in the past. And you will give thanks to Him. And lastly, meditate on God's precious promises in Jesus Christ. All the promises in him are ye and amen. What he has promised cannot change. His promises are the best medicine when you are in suffering, when you are in an unfavorable situation. 
He promised that he would not forsake you, nor leave you, even though you are in a great trouble. He promised that his people will never be separated from his love, even though many times you cannot feel it. He promised that he will provide you and preserve you till the end. Even though many times your faith might be weak. He promised that he will always be your portion. Even though you may lose everything. But you will not lose Jesus Christ. He is your everything. He is your portion. Dear believers, meditate on his promises given to you given to each of his child. Meditate on his loving. Oh, dear believers, meditate on all these things. Meditate on his attributes, his providence, on his mercies before, on the work of Jesus Christ, and on his promises. And in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. And God himself will grant you thanksgiving because it is his will. As I close our sermon this afternoon, I want to use the lyrics of one of my favorite hymns to conclude our sermon this evening, which is Count Your Blessings. When upon life's billows you are tempest toast, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care that the cross seems heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings. Money cannot buy. Your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your blessings. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to journeys in. Dear church family, count your blessings in Jesus Christ. In this year of 2024, maybe some, or some of you already has set a goal for 2024 since it's already February. But my hope for each of us this afternoon is that put this to your yearly goal that is in everything. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks to the Lord for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus.
concerning you, dear believer. Amen. Let's pray. Our Lord Jesus Christ, Thou art good. Thou art truly good. Thou hast delivered Thy people from darkness. And Thou alone grant us to give thanks to Thee in everything. Lord, we know that Thou art not a harsh God. You are not a hard master. But You are our merciful Lord. And also our Heavenly Father, Thou art our merciful and loving Father. Thou grants us. Thou knowest that we are weak, but Thou actively grants us. Thou give us the Holy Spirit. Enable us to do Thy will. To give thanks to Thee in everything. So Lord, help us. Help us in 2024, in February, in March, in April. Help us in everything, in every situation. Give thanks to Thee, Lord. We confess so many times we are distracted by our surroundings. So many times we are groaning. So many times we are facing all different kinds of afflictions. But Lord, show us that Thou art good. Thou art the good Lord who is always be with Thy child, who is always do everything for Thy child. Oh Lord, help us to meditate all these things, all the attributes of Thee, all the mercies of Thee of the past, of our salvation. Oh Lord, may each of us would cry out, that my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. And Lord, also help those who are not in Christ yet. Lord, to see how beautiful it is to be in Christ, so that I use thy message to again draw them to thee, O Lord. Help them to see such a merciful God thou art, so that they can humble themselves and praise thee. O Lord, help us to give thanks in everything. And we pray all these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.